when Carlos took that, when he had that picture of him in front of this, in front of this silver car. You talking about a Jaguar? Yeah, he used that picture for everything. Check, check. Look, and I ain't trying to get to know nobody but you. Do me a favor, tell me what's happening. Check. One, two, one, two. Just stretch it out. You're my first male guest, Louis. Yeah. Bet. Wait, what do they call you in the streets? My homeboy made it up. My homeboy from like Arizona. He like made me that. He I don't know why he gave me that name. I guess because my my name's Louis with the L. Is your name Louis? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me take let me let me take a little sip. <laughs> Welcome, y'all. Welcome back to Hustling for Donuts. It's been a minute. It's been like two, it's been like almost three months. Even though we don't got no donuts. We don't have donuts today, but we have Hennessy, so. Yeah, I just sipped it like it was cranberry. For happy belated to Louis. How old you turn, 30? 25. Oh, okay. Same thing. Same thing. 25. You're going to be 30 before you know it. I don't know. Halfway. Halfway to 50, shit. What is 25 like for you? Like, are you... Gonna be like, I don't feel no different. Are you gonna be wearing suits now? I feel, a little, like, I feel a little bit more professional. You, you think know? so? I feel like I'm, I'm like at a professional age where like all the bullshit don't, it's like irrelevant to my grind. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so we're not like getting in street fights. Yeah, hell no, no, no. You're not like fucking. That's on. how you dock with. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Is it? That's how I feel, cause you know most most nowadays it's mostly like young dumb motherfuckers that always want to fight and kill each other, especially in Jacksonville. You know most time you see little dead people dying, they be young, young as hell, young as fuck, sixteen, eighteen. I wasn't out there doing that shit. I was trying to finish school at sixteen, eighteen. You know what I'm saying? But when you were like sixteen and eighteen though, and I was just talking to your sister about this, right? Like when we were in middle school. You never spoke. Like, Hell no. I legitimately thought, like, something was wrong with you because you never, like, said a word. Mm -mm. Like, I like to stay to myself. Like, I, you could be like, hey, Lewis, and he'd look you dead in your face and just, like, like nod. Like, I was like, is that is something, does he know how to speak? Does he know how to use words? But it's like, as you got older, I feel like you, like, come into your own. Like, you're yeah, weak. I, I had to stay to myself most of the time to find myself. And then when I found myself, I released. Is it because you're a middle sort child? Of like, sort of like a, sort of like a butterfly in a cocoon. Is it because you're a middle child? Yeah, basically, yeah. Mm. Basically, middle child issues. You know what I'm saying? I'm hitting that psychology right now. Yeah, like, psychology is like perfect. I love psychology. Yeah, I had to hit that psychology on you one time. I had to uh, take that as an elective in high school before I graduated. Like, hmm, let's take this class. Let's take this class. Definitely. So, okay, you come into your own as t wait. When did you start coming into your own? Shit, when I started working for myself. Yes. Okay, because the time before your birthday, when did I see you? Oh, Orlando. Oh, my bad for straddling you. I didn't. Yeah. Mean to, that was Orlando? really. That was inappropriate. Oh, my shit. bad. My nah, bad. I didn't good. mean to do that. That was good. super inappropriate. Hey, was I was. I was a mess <laughs> back then. I was. I was a hot mess. <laughs> That's a mess. My bad for that. But the time before that, you were working at City, and I remember you were going to California. He was like, yeah, "Bro, fuck yeah. that job. I'm finna go do my own shit." Right. And legitimately, he came back and was doing his own shit. Like, right. how did you? How did you like form the? Did you form a plan, or you just did it? I actually just take like I took like a risk out of faith. Is what they call it. You know, sometimes you gotta take risks when you're following a dream mm -hmm. and when you're chasing something. 
like just a little while ago I was on our Instagram and I have like a lot of followers that are barbers mm-hmm. and a lot of barbers are motivators too you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying so um he was saying my boy Marvy Marv was saying um he was like if you can't if you're not if you're not in an uncomfortable state if you're not putting yourself in uncomfortable positions and situations, then mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to reach that level of success that you want to reach. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you got to jump for something that you want. Right. And if you don't jump for it, then you're not going to know the outcome unless you do it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So as long as you keep consistent and you chase something and you have a passion and you take that leap out of faith, then you do it. Just do it and you learn from it if it, if it goes wrong. It's like an a L into a lesson. You so and you can apply that to anything though. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. And I was like, even like from following you on Snapchat, I was also fascinated that you're always perfecting your craft. Mm-hmm. Like you're always wanting to learn more. And that's the thing about like <coughs> barbers and even bitches who do hair, because then bitches don't be trying to critique shit. Hell like no. you need to work on your craft to become Yeah, I was just looking earlier today. I'm like these bitches want to do nails. They want to do eyebrows and eyelashes. Please don't get me started. Like the eyelashes be looking like little Halloween like <laughs> spiders in their eyes. You ever seen that shit? Yeah. They be so big. Like they be going over their eyebrows. I was like, why do, why do they have them walking out looking like, like a fucking clown? That shit is ghetto. But <laughs> you got to go. <laughs> that shit is like fucking poverty level. That shit is ghetto. Like, yeah. do you consider yourself a Floridian? Hell no. Because mm. of my mental. Because you're mental. Mm-hmm. But as far how... Wait, when did y'all move from Chicago? Shit. When we were a little younger. When we were, like, in elementary. So, I'll say around third, fourth grade. But I can consider myself as a Floridian because of the fact that I was mainly raised here. Mm-hmm. But I still had that childhood in my mental life when I was younger. Like, I still had pictures in my head of what I did or what my childhood was like or what school was like over there. That counts. Yeah, so I, I feel like I still can represent my city, which is Chicago. Right. Other than that, I mean, I, I could still claim Florida if I wanted to, but it's just a lot of people out here are, like, real different from, men, like, people up there in Chicago. Like, the mental is real different. As far as what? As far as, like, hustling. Like, just I say that grinding. shit, too. I say like, that shit, too. Because a lot of people here are so complacent. And it's just kind of like, I feel like when you come from a cultural background, like yeah. Puerto Rican, Jamaican, yeah. Dominican, whatever, yeah. you don't have to hustle in you. Exactly. Because we had to hustle to get our ass over here. Exactly. But it's like, people be real deal complacent about mm-hmm. just little shit. I just like, feel like a lot of people out here are like real silver spooned. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they try to live that life of saying that, oh, they've been... They've been hustling all their life and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, like, you don't come from the struggle. Mm-hmm. So you can't even you can't even have a, a, a relatable scenario, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, to any of that. So for you to actually sit there and actually, oh, try to be a rapper or try to be a thug, but you ain't never witnessed no struggle. That's what I'm saying. Like, like these niggas we went to school with, bro. I know um, damn well Miss Smith did not tell you wouldn't be shit, bro. She exactly. just wanted you to fucking read, exactly. nigga. She just wanted you to fucking get your, your reading your goal, bro. Yeah. Like, come on. So that's how I felt like with school. Like, I know a lot of people that dropped out of school here. Mm-hmm. And shit, that didn't knock me from fucking graduating. Because I know I was, I, I had to finish something. I had to, I was there for a reason. Like, a lot of people think, like, 
because they following something that is not there's no reason behind it. Like you can just give up whenever the fuck you want. Right. No. If you started something, you gotta finish. That's just like going back to when you left your job. I see a lot of times people they'll be they'll leave their job and not have like a structured plan mm-hmm. as to what they want to do. Yeah, because they be wanting people to find that plan for them. Like, but it's like they depend. Like people out here depend on people too much. Mm-hmm. Like it's a lot of like not independent people. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people say they were oh they they did this they did that by themselves. But if you if you don't if you don't have that mentality of being so independent and, and stop worrying about other people and just being yourself all mm-hmm. the time, then you should have no problem on chasing what you want to chase in your life. Because. You know what I'm Sometimes a nine to five is necessary. It is. You need to I fund. Knock, I don't knock nobody for that. You need to fund. I, that's where everybody starts. Exactly. From. You need to fund it. But as far as saying, "Oh fuck this job, I'm gonna do what I want to do." Well, how you gonna get to doing what you wanna do? You. You still there? Like most of the time they say that and they still work there. Like, oh, I'm gonna quit this motherfucker. Fuck this job. Okay. And then you still working there. Okay. So you're not making a change. And that's just exactly. like you I work with. I work with grown-ass people. Like, I know I'm an adult, but I work with, like, grown-ass people. Those are the bitterest people on planet Earth. Like, they're so bitter. Yeah, a lot of a lot of old people, I feel like they they really hate the decisions they made in the past. Mm-hmm. So when they look to these older people, these older kids, and they see them doing better than what they used to do at that age, then they have that type of envy in, in that younger person. And a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of older heads hate young people because uh-huh. of that. Because we have more ways to grow. Mm-hmm. Like, back then, they didn't have the internet and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, we have that. Mm-hmm. So, we get information from the internet like this. Like and I easy. wouldn't even give it the internet that opportunity. It, I'm just, it, I just feel like you have to want it. <coughs> like, everybody got the same 24 hours. Yep. So, like... You shouldn't... You shouldn't... I mean, if you, you should not choose, be hustling. If you, choose, you should not be hustling. Like, you should not be not hustling. You should not be not hustling. Yeah, you should not be not hustling. Facts. Like. No printer. Like like you said, everybody got the same 24 hours. So those 24 hours, you do something every day to reach towards a goal. Mm-hmm. If you don't, then you're not doing nothing with your life. You're just going to be sitting there and stuck in the same position. It's called insanity. Dang, Louis, we should write a book. Like, I, could write, should, I could definitely write a fucking book. Like, let's get these novels out, okay? Hey, paperback, paperback or ebooks? Composition, nigga. I'm, I'm gonna write my book in a composition book. No, I'm saying like, how would you? Oh, paperback. Are you talking about like the internet? Why, like putting it on like apps and shit? Would you make it only an ebook, or would you have it printed? No, nah, hell no. I would print that shit. Cause if you print it, you can save that bitch and put it in the shelf for a while. That shit, ain't, you know what I'm saying? But ebooks, it's just sort of the same shit. But I don't want everybody to know my story. You know what I'm saying? Shit. That's private. <laughs> what is your story? This is shit. This is, I can tell you a fucking... <laughs> Alright, so... Uh, I can give you like a lump sum of like when I was an adult. Like give me a synopsis story. of Lewis as an adult. I'm going to do, do a summary. A summary of my life. Alright, so... My whole high school... I was definitely like motivated to get my own money because my mama couldn't get it for me. My mom was working to put food on our plate. You know what I'm saying? Right. So my whole life, I kind of just like wanted to be me. Like just wanted to go out there and get it myself. Mm-hmm. Like 
So I started working at a fast food restaurant. Oh, mate. I remember you worked at yeah. McDonald's. I was working at McDonald's for a couple of years. I'll say about four or five years. Is the ice Was the ice cream machine really broke? That shit was always broke. Because they don't clean it. You gotta make, you gotta maintain and clean the ice cream machine. If they don't have it, if if they say it's down, that means that means that shit dirty as fuck. So you should be happy you didn't eat none of that ice cream out of that machine. Oh okay. But uh, yeah, when I was when I was in high school, I just definitely just stood to following something like just getting my money and moving up to the next level. Like I was a regular regular fucking McDonald's worker. Then I became a, a trainer mm-hmm. on the floor. Then I became a manager. Mm-hmm. And once I became that manager, I was like, okay, well, I'll reach where I, the peak that I wanted to be at because that's the highest you can go. You can be a department manager too after that. But I was already going to get promoted to a department manager when I quit. Mm-hmm. Like, funny thing is, like, my last week in McDonald's being a shift manager, they tried to promote me to a kitchen manager. Mm-hmm. A dollar more. A dollar? A dollar. <laughs> I'm like, y'all, ooh, that's a good offer. That's a great offer to keep me here. Nah, I said, fuck that. So from there, I ended up wanting to do something different, but I wanted to stay with customer service. So I stood with customer service. I went to a collections agency called DCI. Um, I think my homegirl put me on it. Yeah, my homegirl told me to apply. I got on real quick, interview, snap, snap, blah, blah, blah. Um, my first week of training, I got fired. My first week of training at DCI, I got fired. Put that on live so everybody can see it. <laughs> Hey, what up, man? What up, what up? I got six viewers. Hey, we here live. Hey, I'm telling my story. Y'all want to hear it. Um, so, yeah, I went to DCI my first week of uh, training in DCI. It was, it was a collection agency. Mm-hmm. So, you're just calling people all day, mm-hmm. just collecting that bread, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So, I didn't even get out of training. The whole the whole training was just talking about not using your phones, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So, I'm thinking you can't use the phone in the class. Mm-hmm. But supposedly, the whole building, you can't use your phone. Mm-hmm. So I went to the lunchroom, and I pulled my phone out on lunch. I just went like this, looked at it, pulled my, put it out of my pocket halfway. Mm-hmm. And supposedly it's a security guard seeing me on the camera. And when I left out the door to go to lunch, he was chasing me. So he was trying to look for me to see where I was at because I pulled my phone out mm-hmm. in the lunchroom. And the lunchroom was not even near no computers, none of that. Mm-hmm. It, was, it has vending machines and a, and a restroom. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, they fired me for having my phone out in the building. They said they see me multiple times. The first time was in the lunchroom. I came back, went to the bathroom from lunch. They see me on my phone in the bathroom. In the bathroom? They went to the, yeah, in the bathroom. Somebody had to tell the dean, whoever the fuck, HR, whatever the fuck they call him. You- Bro, fuck you, Eddie. You was the one that got me fired because I read your message. <laughs> so I went to the bathroom. They fired me. Right when I came back to the class, to training class, they told me to go to HR. She's like, we have to let you go. I'm like, what? <laughs> Bitch, I ain't never get fired. I ain't never get fired in my life. Bro. I'm like, what? That shit shut me down. Bro. I was so hurt. I was like, I ain't never get fired. I feel like I did something wrong. And it's over a fucking phone. Like, I, I low-key wanted to go back and blow that shit up. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I was gonna do some Virginia Tech shit. Not hey, Virginia fuck, Tech. Hey, fuck DCR, Jesse. Fuck DCR. I know you work there, but fuck them niggas. Yeah, bro, that's wild, right? Over a phone, dog. Like, I was in training, fourth day. Fourth day of training. I mean, getting fired is not that bad. But they should give you some slack if you were in training, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's fucked up. I'm saying. And I'm trying to make that bread because I'm I'm coming from McDonald's. You know, I want to get, I want to make some more bread. Yeah, I'm saying that you shouldn't shouldn't feel angry because getting fired is not that bad. 
it wasn't bad. That actually motivated me to do something better. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So after that, um, I ain't gonna lie. Like I kind of went into a negative state of mind to where I went to just selling weed. Like I was selling dope. Just went I don't think you weed. should say that online. Uh, hey, but it's over with. I don't do it no more. Oh, allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, I did that. But I grew from that too because I ended up getting caught by the police. I you did up... some time, pretty face. Nah, you can get, you can, don't call it time, but it was a lesson learned type shit. Because when I did time and I went to court, they put me through community service. Oh. And community service kind of like slapped me in the face. I got in a car accident my first day of community service. Dang, Louis. Like, I could have died type shit. Dang. Like a huge car accident. Yeah, so it was kind of like negative. Like all that shit was just hitting me at once. You know, like demons and shit. So after that, like. After my first day of community service, after I did, uh, I went to court. They put me through community service. And I this did the was program. this was like, give me a time frame. You were how old? I was like, I would say about nineteen, nineteen or twenty, when that happened. Okay. Yeah, I was like nineteen or twenty when that happened. Mm-hmm. And um, I wasn't. Yeah, I was nineteen. I think I was not. Yeah, I was nineteen. Mm-hmm. Cause. I had I just lost my job when they fired me. I went to go smoke with my boy at this park, and the cops caught us smoking. And my boy was hot. He had stolen plates, uh, no license. Actually, it was suspended license, no insurance. And he was trying to run from that motherfucker. We was literally riding off away from the cop when he was chasing us. And he, he couldn't turn quick enough to a street that he caught up with us, and we just gave up. I was throwing, like, weed out the window, all type of shit. That's how bad it was. So um, the cop ended up giving us some slack. We could have went to jail. So he let us go. He was like, you know what? Wait till it's legalized. I'm going to let y'all learn from this lesson. Yeah, that that kind of sound cool as fuck. Yeah, he was was cool. I thought it was going to be worse. Mm -hmm. I thought I was going to jail. Shit, he put me in the back of the seat. I was like, oh, shit. He took me out. He's like, no, you guys are free to go. Let's go show up to your court date, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. So I went to my court date. They gave me a program to do my community service because this is my first charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I caught that charge, I feel like I was like, "Yo, like, I wonder what my mom's gonna say." You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I didn't want I didn't want to let my mom down. Like, Louis. Like, I was like my main. No, I can't do her voice. Nah, her, she. Her voice is hard to imitate. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. So I caught that. I caught, I caught that uh, charge. Then I went to a uh, court. Did my uh, program, my first day doing the program, community service to clear my record. Uh, I was with a, a Christian guy. It was a pastor. Mm-hmm. It was Pastor Randall. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember him to this day because the whole time I was driving, he was just giving me tips because I just got my L's. Mm-hmm. So he was letting me drive his Ford F-150 because supposedly his church, what they do is um, they uh, give cars to people who can't afford them. That's cool. So he puts it underneath their business name, mm-hmm. which is the church name mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so he writes it underneath the church name blah 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 and the lady wasn't paying the bills no more for the car mm-hmm. so he had to go up there and get it and he wanted me to drive the pickup truck so we can drive to valdosta to go get the car mm-hmm. so on our way to valdosta i was literally passing lake city bro and the car just lost control the steering wheel just went on the scene my life passed me by as he's going and the pastor helped me try to pull the steering wheel back straight and that shit wasn't working bro so luckily we got it to a point where we weren't gonna flip over because we was in the middle of I, uh, what was the I ten mm-hmm. we was going towards Baldosa so um there was no like like cement blocks in the middle of, it was straight grass I mean, yeah 
So you know you can flip. Yeah, exactly. So when you going up, we was going up this little ramp where the bridge was at, and mm-hmm. we was coming down quick. So all you feel is this tire shaking like this, just rattling, 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 and the steering wheel flew left and right, left and right. I'm thinking we gonna flew like fly out the car, mm-hmm. and I had my seatbelt on, but my seatbelt wasn't across my chest. Mm-hmm. It was like over my shoulder, because mm-hmm. you know how you you get it, you get annoyed sometimes by the seatbelt being mm-hmm. over your chest. You just like throw it over your back. Mm-hmm. So, um, when we were trying to throw the steering, uh, steering wheel back to the right to keep it straight, mm-hmm. we ended up missing from flipping over. We ended up hitting a side rail, mm-hmm. slammed straight into the side rail. Airbag popped, slapped me in my face, busted my lid, broke my nose probably. Mm-hmm. Like, I probably had a concussion too because when I got out the car, I, could, I was dizzy. I was about to get hit by another car. Mm-hmm. I was literally in the middle of the road when I got out my car because I was trying to open the door so I can get out because mm-hmm. there was smoke coming out of the airbag. So, when that happened, that shit kind of like... Like a punch in my face. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, God, like, just slap my ass. Like, yo, tighten up. So from that, from that, like, situation I put myself in. And I mean, it didn't, I didn't put myself in it. It's just, I learned from me, like, I went to sell, I was selling, I was selling trees. I was smoking. Got caught. Then I went to a pastor for community service. And then out of nowhere, I lose control of a car. Mm-hmm. I could have died. I hit a side rail that saved, probably could have saved my life because we probably would have hit a tree or something, flew out. But uh, we hit a side rail and that airbag just like, boof, wake up. You know what I'm saying? So when that happened, I kind of like just, just switched my life. I was like, you know what? Let me just follow something that I kind of like was already doing, which was cutting hair. And after that situation, I ended up getting blessed to go work at City Bank. Mm-hmm. And when I went to City Bank, <clears throat> They offer a lot of fucking benefits, so I was like, "Oh shit, I'm, I'm about to get, I'm about to be right." Did so, you get more benefits because you were working at night? Hell yeah, I was getting money working at Citibank. So they were offering Matt OT, like you was getting Matt hours for OT. Um, I ended up growing from that too. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting to a point where Citibank helped me start working on like buying equipment for my barbers, mm-hmm. my barber stuff, like my first clippers. Citibank brought them first clippers for me. Mm-hmm. Like I was getting gift cards for Amazon, all that shit. I was Damn. running it up, running it up because they give you benefits like that. Mm-hmm. So they kind of like really, really helped me like find my passion for something. And I had a great manager. My manager was named Bill. Mm-hmm. And he always strided us for, for us to not be there forever and find a passion for something and do it mm-hmm. and just stick to it and follow shout your dreams. So yeah, shout out to Bill for that. Shout out to Bill. <laughs> Still remember his last name too, but I ain't going to say all that. That's his government. But... uh <laughs> Yeah, he really motivated his 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 uh his workers, his coworkers, and his uh his team to to be their pe- be their self, mm-hmm. you know, to continue to be yourself and strive for points every month because you have to reach quotas mm-hmm. when you work at call centers. So um, from there on, I was like, all right, well, I did a year or so here. I did like a year and a half, almost two years in mm-hmm. Citibank. I got my my uh, little experience from them. I learned a lot being there, like with credit and stuff. Like I picked up credit, like learned how to do credit, like credit cards, how to read bank statements, how to make disputes, all mm-hmm. that. So I picked all that up there, and after that, I was like, you know what? My friends give me an opportunity to go to New York to uh, actually uh, be a barber. Mm-hmm. So I ended up leaving Citibank. Was this and just dropping. before the Cali trip? Yeah. You were gone for a long time. No, some Cali trips, I was going for a birthday trip, too. Oh. So, most of the time, when I went, when I did go to Cali the first time, it was, I was working at Citibank. The time you went 
Like, right after you quit, you were gone for a long time. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was gone for, like, three, four months. Yeah. So, that didn't really work out how I planned it to be. I just, like, I put a dream in, like, other people's hands that I could have been chasing it myself here. You know what I'm saying? So, that's another thing I learned, too, while jumping and taking that leap out of faith and just grinding for something and just just, just saying, fuck it, and just going for it. Mm-hmm. Not, not knowing the consequences of what's going to happen or not. Mm-hmm. Like, I just did it. I was like, yo, fuck it. I ain't got no other choice. What, I, what else I'm doing here? Yeah. Let me try this out. So I took a U-Haul all the way to New York, upstate New York at that. Mm-hmm. And I just drove my car up there. It was in the snow for a while. Then I was in the house like a fucking hibernating polar bear. <laughs> Most of the time it was cold as fuck. So, yeah, bro. I'm glad y'all listening to this because I want everybody on my Facebook to actually like hear my story. Because a lot of people be, like, low-key hating on a nigga. But, uh, yeah, I want everybody to hear this. So, I go to New York. Um, I'm working in a shop. First day. First day type shit. So, um, the owner, I had to talk with him. Mm-hmm. He was cool. He was a cool guy. He was real humble. He was trying to get me on board. Trying to see where I was good at. Mm-hmm. Trying to see what I needed help with. Blah, blah, blah. So, my station was right by his. I was talking to him a lot. He was teaching me like little techniques here and there. And I learned a lot from him as, as a person because he's his own boss. He mm-hmm. owns his own shop. He had people working for him. So I'm I'm just watching, you know, mm-hmm. like picking up stuff that I can actually do for myself one day if I wanted to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So uh, I had a good friend named Carlos that was helping me too that was uh, up there with me. And that's the person I moved in with. Mm-hmm. And it came to a point where uh, Carlos didn't want to be there no more. So I was like, all right, well, I don't want to be here no more either because I actually came with you, you know what I'm saying? So it came to a point where uh, I just had to come back. And that was my only choice because mm-hmm. I was running out of money. I didn't have that much clientele up there because I had to rebuild clientele when I got there. Mm-hmm. So all the money I came with, I was trying to sit on, but I was spending it and not making it back. So all that bread I was, I, all that bread I had up there, I could have actually put it towards school if I stayed down here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of regretted that. But like I said, it was an invested time that I learned from. So as long as you invest the time and you learn something from it, it's not really L. Mm-hmm. That's how I see it. Mm-hmm. And I, I picked that from somebody else. Somebody told me that too. Somebody was like, if you invest it, my dog Mike actually said that. He said that, um, he said, bro, if you invested the time up there in New York, it wasn't really an L. You just, you know, you just learned a lesson. Right. So. Like, you right, you right. So I took it, and I just kept going. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I just kept going. When I came back, that's all I wanted to do was be dedicated to cutting hair and barbering and, and just being more dedicated to go to shows because I wasn't going to shows before. Mm-hmm. So now I just I, I give up everything to go to a show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure, I'll, I'll get my last $100 for a ticket to go right. on a show. Like, that's the things that I feel like I want to be dedicated to keep continue to doing because I network great with people and I socialize great And with perfecting people. your craft. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's just really like a stepping stone for stuff like that. Like not a lot of people see that. You like this flower I've seen grow. Yeah, yeah. It's like definitely like I said, like a butterfly in a cocoon. Like I was yeah. in a cocoon. Yeah. And just blossom. Butterfly. Yeah. Go Louis. You know what I mean? So now I just like continue to I don't let I don't let like irrelevant shit that doesn't like put towards my grind. Like you see my shirt says grind or star. If you're not grinding, grinding, you're starving. The listeners can't see your shirt. Oh well, uh, on my live they can. What up, y'all? Y'all see my shirt? <laughs> I got it.
being a barber, like, do they, are they demanding? So, uh, it depends. Most of the time, they're open. They're, like, real open. Like, I want my bar, like, my clients, when I bring a client to my house or I go to their house, because I, I just work from home. I'm, like, a house call barber, personal barber, basically. Mm-hmm. I want to get to a point where I'm, like, a... A, like a famous bar, a famous personal barber. So you, know you would saying? never own your shop. I will over own the shop, but I want to get to a point where where my level of success is cutting like rich people hair, mm-hmm. get money through like celebrities, stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. you can network better through them, right? And of course, you can build more clientele through them as well. So, uh, like my customers, I just want them to be comfortable all the time when they're in my chair. So I give suggestions sometimes, mm-hmm. and I show pictures as well. So mm-hmm. I kind of just let them think on their own sometimes. I just give them like different options to choose. So from. what if like what if a nigga have like a peanut shaped head? And he's like, bro, I want a low cut. Would you be like, bro, we're gonna leave uh, some on the top? We're gonna kind of fade to it be out. Honest, I will go ahead and get him what he want. Like if he got a peanut head and he asks for a low cut. I'm going to cut that bitch, and I'm going to cut it to the best of my ability. And when I get done, I'm going to make sure he look at it. And then the next time he comes around, then I might say something. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I mean, I feel like you should change your kind of look. You know what I'm saying? Because of your head. <laughs> I'll do some shit like that. Because your head, bro. Yeah, like the way your head shape, the couture of your face, it's like it won't pop. Like, you know, <laughs> start making shit up to make them like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're not going to be like a hairstylist. Like, they be like... No, girl, that's not the look for you. Like they be rude as fuck. Nah, I don't. I don't do that. No. That's kind of like unprofessional. That is unprofessional as fuck. Yeah, like unprofessional. Like you're supposed to make your client feel comfortable, and you're not supposed to judge them on what they're doing at all. You know what I'm mean? saying? So it's good that you keep professionalism a top priority. Yeah, because I grew up working with customer service, so customers have always supposed to be number one because they pay you hell yeah you gotta put on before anything else how do you go about tipping because tipping do you like incorporate that in your price or no i do it within the client mm-hmm. if the client feels like they need to tip me and i did a good job and they want to tip me then i'll let them if they don't then that's not a client i'm worried about mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. that's a t- that's a client that i keep on the side like just in case they do need a haircut somewhere later on like i'm not gonna be pressed about that client leaving mm-hmm. or not coming back you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying so most of the time like clients like that i don't i don't tend to like tend to give them that attention that i give my clients that will pay for my, for what i do you know what i'm saying right and what kind of craft i put in what if a nigga come to you and like want his eyebrows trimmed like how are you going i'll be doing that? it i'll be doing eyebrows really i do eyebrows i do uh i do enhancements i even do uh uh, ear, ear shaves, ear waxing. Ear shaves? Yeah, you know how Like, you get, get in there? No, I just use a trimmer and just oh, go in there. Oh, okay. Sometimes they, sometimes people get nose, nose, uh, no wax. They put, like, little wax sticks in their nose. Mm-hmm. And they peel them out. I couldn't do it, mm-hmm. though. That shit. Ooh. Nah, just, Ooh. I would just let that shit hang at that point. Yeah, but most of the time, I just do more of, uh, eyebrows. If they ask for it, then I'll do it. Depends on what they want. So we're not judging a man no. who gets his eye. Do Hell you get your no. eyebrows? I do my eyebrows. Yeah. I was about to say they look better than mine. Yeah, right. I mean, they're not arched; yeah. they're just clean. Yeah, they like like shaped like shaped up. Yeah, they're just shaped up. Hell okay, yeah. okay. So we're not. I just get them lined. I just get them lined up. Okay, so we're just gonna get them right. Good. All right, all right, all right. All right so you can't have, you can't have them bitches looking like Anthony Davis with the unibrow and shit. Okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
Niggas so, be out here like Davies. Have you seen Davies, man? That nigga need to shave his unibrow. Yeah, he there. needs that to. He, he looks. He's too attractive to have he that. He's too cocky, though, so he don't give a fuck how niggas think. What niggas think I mean, I see unibrow. that, but it's just. That's it's certain shit. things like. I get props there, nigga. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> but it's certain things like. Bruh. You gotta clean maintain that shit up. You gotta maintain that shit. Like, don't get no arch or no fucking. Slashes, yeah, but just clean get, it up. Just get a line, the yeah, just get like that shit out of there. The unibrow out of there. Just like, clean it up. Shit. <coughs> Damn, this hand is kind of spiky. Is it really? It's spiky. Is it? I think. No, I don't know. I don't know what to say because, like I said, Hennessy tastes like leather. What you about ate leather um, before? Um, you tasted leather. I mean, I've worn leather, and it was so strong. The smell was so strong, I could taste it. <laughs> like, the, the the leather smell was so intense and potent. I was like, right. I can taste that shit. And I was like, tastes like Hennessy. <laughs> what about, um, how did you start working with the um, brand of products? Oh, the product brand? Mm-hmm. Um... I go to a lot of shows. I go to a lot of expos. I go to a lot of like premieres, uh, Orlando premiere, uh, Las Vegas Barber Expo. Mm-hmm. I'm going to that next month actually. Um, I just tend to go to like different events like that. Most of my barber friends or barber associates, I don't really call them friends. I really just call them like sort of like business partners. And I network through them, and sometimes I model for some of them. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, I'll be the person in the chair getting a cut sometimes when they're on stage. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm that type of person that I can model or cut. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I tend, that's actually how I got my foot in the door with barbering. Like, that shit kind of motivated me when I went to my first show, and I was a model for that first show. I was just sitting there getting my cut in front of a lot of people, people watching me. Like, when, when when you get that type of, like, feeling and you just you feel like everybody, like you're the center stage, you're it, kind of, it kind of makes you want to do it more. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It makes you feel more comfortable to talk to people, network. So, um, I actually went to the Orlando premiere this year. Mm-hmm. And I had a great friend um, called Brent, uh, Yandy Blintz. He's on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, he has his own brand. He's, like, self-employed, self-independent. Like, he, he just, he branched off. He was working for Pacino's. And Pacino's is a signature line. Mm-hmm. Um, they sell some of the products in um, Target. Target actually sells their products. So he used to work for them um, until he started branching off and doing his own shit. Like he used them as a, a stepping stool to get to where he wanted to be in his in his own brand, get his own brand started. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Be where you want to be in your life by being independent. You know what I'm saying? Right. Sort of like Chance the Rapper with not being signed to anybody but still making music and niggas still fucking with him. Mm-hmm. Sort of like that. So he's sort of like an underrated barber. In, in Florida, period, um, he actually let me model for his show, uh, f- for his platform, for his brand. Um, it's called uh, Diamond's Edge. So when he used me as a model and he posted me on Instagram, mm-hmm. I got a lot of feedback from people who see his page because he, he got a lot of followers and he gets a lot of views on his shit. Mm-hmm. So most of the time, when you get that type of attention that they see you as modeling for, you and yeah, most of the time when I'm modeling or something and they post me on their ig like i i like that i, li- I like that a lot because it's showing that they're like mad humble right because not a lot of like people like rappers they don't really post you or shout you out like they should mm-hmm. you know most 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 rappers i feel like they should shout out their fans a lot more because of the fact that um the fans are who really 
make their money. They, right. They, 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 they who put their money in their pockets. Right. A lot of artists do that, but in the barber industry, a lot of barbers are humble and they help you grow as a barber. They mm-hmm. give you feedback. So it's not a crackpot. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No one's hating on each other mm-hmm. at all. So it's always like motivating, positive, positive vibes only. So I ended up doing this raw hair. He did this raw haircut on me. It was a little fade with a little part. There's like a part that was like coming from the back of my head to like my beard. Mm-hmm. And he ended up posting me and he got so many likes on it. Mm-hmm. And it came to a point where the brand that he used to pr- work for ended up contacting me in my IG box, my DM. And it was like, oh, well, we see that you you are a good look for our brand. Mm-hmm. He was wondering if you would like to sell our products and invest Is into our products. It before the white hair after? It was before. Mm-hmm. Way before. I don't even know where the fuck this white hair came from. Mm-hmm. To be honest, he has one white hair in his one beard. white hair that's sticking out. Like, it's like it's, right in the front. Like it's like noticeable. a sore thumb, but it's cute. Yeah, it's cute. It just, it it's just, just need, one it, white it hair. Need, it needs a couple friends. It does. <laughs> <laughs> that shit needs a couple friends. That motherfucker just sitting out. Like at least make it a little patch or something. You know? Mind you, y'all, I did not know Lewis was this fucking funny. Like. <laughs> Because I saw this image of when you were like 14 and just, you would look me dead. Not just me, you just look people dead in their face and like nod. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is wrong with this nigga? Like, Hell yeah. <laughs> Shit, I was just going to school to go to school. I wasn't really trying to socialize. Pretty much. But I knew a lot of people. Everybody was cool with me. Yeah. Oh my bad. I, just, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, you good. <laughs> so they contact you. They contacted you via mm-hmm. Instagram. Yeah. And they just gave me an opportunity to uh, branch off branch and do my my own branding like mm-hmm. marketing for myself and my instagram mm-hmm. they gave me the opportunity to buy their products for like a uh, retail price mm-hmm. but it's sort of like what's under uh they sell on the shelves you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so i'm paying like 300 for a whole box of products mm-hmm. i ended up investing into it and i got a lot of products i still actually have some products because not a lot of barbers know about pacinos mm-hmm. but pacinos is a multi-billionaire like company mm-hmm. so once you get on with them like you're on you're mm-hmm. on you're just gonna everybody's gonna follow you on ig like and i figured that it, this the fact that you work with a brand i figured that yeah. i was like this might be something major uh, yeah. by the way he's you're single right yeah what do you like now that you're 25 like are you fucking on hoes or are you like are you trying to like get married uh right now it's sort of like in between both like like, I have a couple of, like, exes that I still socialize with. Like, all my exes, I, I, I tend to not, like, leave off in a bad note. Like, I don't be a dickhead about none of that shit. But like, why? I'm a nice ex-boyfriend, like you could say. I'm a but, nice ex-boyfriend. Okay, as far as, like, ex, is it, like, being familiar with them? Like Yeah, yeah. Like, I sort of just, like, sort of, like, keep them in the loop, like, as a friend. Mm-hmm. And if, but that can be dangerous. It is kind of dangerous, but I know my limits. I, I have I have a point of maturity where I have boundaries set to certain shit like that. But what okay, what is what is the line before they cross up? They're like Lewis? If they like Lewis, listen. If they're trying to come over every day to a nigga crib and trying to like leave their shit in my crib, like they toothbrush, a little a little like panty liner or some shit in my trash can, like you get your ass kicked. Like this ain't your house, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, you getting too comfortable now. Like, leaving hair in my sink. Like, nah. You gonna have to get the fuck out. For real. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> Hold on, dial it back. Dial there's it a whole story behind all that shit. <laughs> dial it back. Dial it back so they can't be like, listen, Louis. Wait, what do you, what do they call you? Do they call you Louis? Do they be like, yeah, yeah, they call me Louis. Poppy, listen, Poppy, listen. You know, I had a really long night, and I just wanna, you know, maybe, you know, maybe like, is it okay if I may like maybe like borrow some shirts or something, Poppy? You know. <laughs> You know, I can like, can yeah, I like borrow some boxers? That, that right there is like too much. Can right I there. like maybe borrow a, a hoodie? Yeah, that too much. That's okay, too much. so I cannot leave my like toothbrush. No, 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 it's not your house. But, <laughs> but will you? You know, we used to be a thing. Why are you treating me like that? Like I'm some type of hoe. Like you didn't ever love me. Cause we're not boyfriend and girlfriend. But we used to be, <laughs> Poppy. <laughs> you said it. Keyword used to. Okay, so it's safe to say that you are still in your hoe face. Um, not really. Not really. Um, because I feel like a whole face is like, uh, how do I put this? A whole face is like when that's all you want to do is just talk to multiple females and fuck every bitch. Mm-mm. A whole, this is my perspective. A whole phase is when. You're being an absolute whore, like a harlot, nah. and you have multiple I, women I rarely, in your. Uh, nah, it's uh, not like that. Nah, not at all. I it's, wouldn't say like ra- not, you like, have randoms. You nah. have your consistent hoes. Like nah. you're just really out here. No, 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 no. I'm not in my whole face. That's 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 otherwise from what you said. It's not not that. No. Nah. So you have. So a- I don't. I don't really like talk to a lot of females uh-huh. or I don't even get a lot of females in t- in, uh, attention at that. Mm-hmm. I tend to just stay to myself until like there's an opportunity for me to actually chill with them and go like do one-on-one shit. Mm-hmm. Like I don't jump too quick to into like fucking bitches. Like that's not a term person. Like, I respect I respect a lot of females because yeah. I know my, yeah, I respect my mom. So mm-hmm. I feel like most dudes that do girls like that don't respect their mama to be honest. Mm. So that's, I kind of I, I kind of look at it like I let them control on what's going to happen next mm-hmm. most of the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, if a girl's, or if, if, if I'm going on a date with a girl and this is our first time chilling and we go to the movies and we watch a movie, blah, 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 and a movie, we come out, I walk you to the car, give you a hug, and that's it. Blah, 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 move on. It ain't no, oh, let's go straight to the crib and fucking. You know what I'm saying? That's the type, of, her, her type of person that's, I am. And then niggas who do that, they're like fucking predators. Like, yeah. I feel like niggas... If that's on their agenda, I'm like, are you a fucking pedophile? Like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, are you? Yeah, I don't, I don't, because I, I've been around friends that do that. I've been around friends that hit up niggas' girlfriends on IG hmm. or hit up niggas', niggas ex-girlfriends on Facebook, like, back and forth. Like, I know niggas like that. So, I tend to just want to be different. I don't, I don't try to be like everybody else. I'm, I'm not a follower at all. That's commendable, because I yeah. just, even like... Oh, no, I should tell you this off mic. Anyway, yeah, I'm going to tell you that off mic. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that off mic. Yeah. But as far as, like, you know, what is it that you're looking for? Like, let's say... Relationship-wise? Yeah. Let's um, say you're seeing a young lady, and she has some good qualities. Like, would you try to... I don't know how I should say this. Like, approach her? Yeah. Yeah, I would. If I feel like that's someone that I can actually speak to, and and if I do confront that person and I tell them how I feel, that I feel like, oh, you're gorgeous, you're a pretty girl, and I'd be like, okay, 
well, can I get your number? Mm-hmm. We can talk, we can do something, blah, blah, blah. Move on from then. But, damn, I kind of lost topic with this, Henny. <laughs> Already. I Wait, what do me. you, what? What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> What's a turn off for a fee? What is, what oh, is a deal, off? what are deal breakers? Oh, wow. What are deal Sheesh. breakers? Uh, cleanliness. Hygiene. That is the number one thing for me. I, I'm, re- I'm real OCD. I so can tell your bathroom was like really like nicely organized. set up. I was like, <laughs> I was like, he has the lotion and everything in one section. Right. He has the soap in one section. section. Exactly. Even when you got the toilet paper, I was like, wow, I've never, <laughs> I've never seen a grown man. Even like, I've never seen a grown man like. I was like, this is commendable because niggas had a toilet paper in the shower. The yeah. lotion is. Across the room, nothing has order. Yeah, yeah. Your room, like Very your organized. area, has like order. Yeah, it's like organized. So if a bitch come and, sh- I, sh- and I shouldn't she, say bitches, I, if a young if, lady, if a female, if a female comes and she just starts, you know, moving shit around yeah. and you know, not putting it in its order, yeah, that's a deal breaker. Definitely, okay. definitely, and especially if like um, we're chilling. And you're like eating in my like if you eat my bed like that's a pet peeve of mine. Mm-hmm. Like I hate I hate people eating my bed. I hate people rolling blunts on my on my bed because I have females that actually did that before, mm-hmm. and I actually said something to every one of them. And there's sometimes where there's females that act like hoes, and you can tell that mm-hmm. they're trying to use you as a side nigga. So when they do come over, they be like, oh, I gotta go somewhere, or oh. They be all like, you can tell. You can just really tell. Mm-hmm. Like, certain shit like that turns me off. Like, I can tell when the bitch is playing. Like, I know when you're playing. Like, like you said, psychology. Mm-hmm. Like, nigga, I had psychology class. I ain't stupid. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, certain, certain shit like that. And I'll say, like, I hate, not, no, no offense to people with no hair, but I hate bitches that wear a lot of weave. Like, a lot of weave. Um... Especially if you have hair and you're wearing weave, that that shit is, that don't make no damn sense. Louis. That don't make no sense. Louis, you know I have on a wig like every that's, other week. That's Jackson. But that is because like, you see how it's raining? Yeah, you didn't want to wet your hair. I feel you. But not just that. It's a lot of make. It's a lot of hair on this yeah, head. You, you know gotta who? You got it. You got to flatten the shit. Oh, I know you're talking about. Yeah, but I, I mean, I don't knock people who wear wigs because I don't know their scenario either. Just like if you're picking on someone, you don't know what the fuck they're going through. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Louis, that's so sweet. You know like, you know? <laughs> for real, like, exactly. Like, you you don't know if somebody ain't got no money for a new hair piece. Right. You know what I'm saying? So most of the time, I don't like, I don't want to take it to What if she's rocking a baldy by choice? <clears throat> no comment. <laughs> It depends on how she pull it off. What if I mean, her haircut lower than she, yours? If she if she look good with the shit, I'm a, like Amber Rose. I'm a fucker. Shit. What if she? What if y'all both got the same haircut? Oh no, no, we can't do that. We are gonna look like twins. We gonna look just like brother and sister walking out holding hands. Is this incest? <laughs> does um, does um. <laughs> Does ethnicity play a role in the female? Because um, I've only only seen you with Spanish girls. I do Spanish, white, red bones. You do white girls? Yeah, I have. Actually, I have one white girl. And to this day, I still talk to her. She stayed in a different city, though. She stayed in Tampa. Only one white girl I ever dated. And it wasn't bad. It's just she's not that clean. 
Like her car getting her car is messy as fuck. You got a kid, like I know I understand you have a son. That's still no excuse. Like it's no, no excuse. excuse. No excuse to that shit. No like excuse. you got Q tips in your floorboard. No. Like, nah. Junior? Nah. You're not gonna eat in my back seat. Exactly. You're gonna keep your sippy cup in For your real. in your vicinity. If you eating, I'm throwing some motherfucking plastic wrap on them seats, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> and on the floor, because you know kids be throwing shit. Was right. it hot? Exactly. It is it's a hot. hot. I think it's the Henny, though. It could be. Just to keep the ball rolling on the podcast, what up, what up? What up? Alright, that's kind of like... Okay, we should be back in action. Yeah, it might be the Henny. Yeah. Yeah, my God. But uh, ethnicity. What say the word again? Ethnicity. Ethnicity. Because, like I said, I've only seen you with Spanish. Girls. Yeah, I mean, so I, you- I look towards keeping it in the roots. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I was when I was a kid. Like, I was never into my roots. Like being Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. Like my mom never like sent us to Puerto Rico. None mm-hmm. of that shit. Like I just went to Puerto Rico this year. Like before my birthday. I just went to follow my roots, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I want I sort of want to keep it like But your dad's still there, right? Yeah, my dad's there. That's who I went to visit. Mm-hmm. But uh it's just something I want to keep in the family, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Cuz most of the time when you keep it in the roots, it's more genuine, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So uh I look towards that, but I do I don't mind being different either like going to a different ethnicity like Asian, like black. Or I don't, I don't I'm not a what do you call that? Um, discriminator. You don't discriminate. You regulate every shade. Exactly. Mm. Regulate. That's a good word. Big pun. I am definitely going to take that. Who <laughs> has a status on Facebook? <laughs> Big pun said that he don't discriminate. He regulates every shade. Exactly. And That's he's Puerto good. Rican too. Yeah. That might be your uncle. It might be. Might you know, be. It's a small ass island. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I tend to just, uh, just to see who I, I I look in the person really. Like, if you have an ugly soul, I ain't really fucking with you. Like, and I can tell a lot by your soul mm-hmm. on how, like, what experiences I know about or what I see with my eyes or what I heard. Like they say, believe half of what you hear and more of what you see or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I kind of, I kind of follow that little phrase a little bit. So it depends on that person really. Gotcha. And they have to have their shit together because if not. What if that person is an ex of somebody you know? Dundee. I don't do it. Don't do it. I don't do it. You know why I don't do it? Why? Because if it's somebody I know and I still fuck with them, then I bring that person around. It's going to be intervening with each other. Nah, I don't need that drama. That's just drama, drama, baby. That's like, that's like, that's like a phase that I feel like everyone should not try to put themselves or a scenario anyone shouldn't put themselves in. Because if you're fucking with a friend's friend's ex or friend's ex or one of your ex's ex-friend, mm-hmm. like, that shit's whack. It gets sticky. It's whack. It gets sticky. Yeah, yeah exactly. Of course, you're going to have some issues in the future with that shit. Because I just feel like... It will never be happy. There will never be happiness in that. I would just feel like there's just so many more people. I, it's just so many more people. Like, why get comfortable with some your man's... Or your man's man's. However the fuck, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I just felt really bad that the liquor store by your house closed at like 7 o'clock. Like, what? Yeah, it's trash. Trash. Try to pull up with some fucking Corona. (laughs) (laughs) 
Shit, I had like eight, nine bottles of Henny that night. I was fucked up. Oh, yeah, we know. We know. Your birthday was definitely... um Kind of lit. Yeah. Not kind of lit. It was lit. It was lit. It was lit, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Your boy Thomas, good on the visuals. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's, Thomas. Yeah, he yeah, has a really good eye. Yeah, he's a really, he has a really good eye. Um, yeah, he did. He, he actually got the clips that, like, kind of made, like... Made the whole video look dope. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it really went well with it. I like my with voiceover the, like, in the intro. Sounded yeah, like that shit I was, was dope. like, yeah. That shit was dope. I was like, hey, that shit lit. I should start doing mixtapes for sure. For real. I should start rapping. Fuck for it. Real. Fuck it. Everybody being rappers nowadays, anyways. They make that shit look so easy. Like. <laughs> Next question. Next question. <laughs> um, I guess we can get. Oh, I didn't even. I should tell them how I know you. I mean, yeah, facts. I met so I met your I met his older sister first, mm-hmm. and all y'all were older than me. I was in yeah, sixth grade. Yeah, he was like the jigit. Yeah, for sure. I'm only two years older than your sister, uh-huh. or your your baby sister. So I met y'all in middle school whenever y'all was living across from Normandy Village. Right. Okay, so yeah, I met your sister, your older sister first, and then I just got cool with all four of y'all somehow, some way. That's yeah, the effect. It was like a family thing. Right yeah, there. that's the effect I have on people. I'll meet one person's like, like I'll meet one person, I'll be cool with the whole family. It's like a ripple effect. Yeah, even if I like fall out with one of y'all, it's still be cool with everybody. Right, exactly. Yeah. Facts. So, uh, I think yeah, that's that's how it started. What middle school? Mm-hmm. Yeah, middle school. Mm-hmm. I remember when we lived across the street from when we went to Stillwell. Mm-hmm. When yeah, I lived Stillwell, across the street from Normandy Village. Yep. Over there on um, Golden Glow Lane. Yeah. Any last words for the listeners? Uh, anyone that is listening, um, I'm glad you guys heard my story. Um, <laughs> it is a. It, it is a inspirational story like a lot of people can actually change their lives if they wanted to but not a lot of people want to not a lot of people know what to do and and sort of making that change to to actually continue and grind for something like follow a passion right like always look for what you love and don't stop loving it you know what i'm saying if you love something you got to continue to love it the best way you can mm-hmm. even if it's unconditional right there's always a way out there's always a way, there's always a rainbow at the end of every storm. Bang. You. <laughs> That's my favorite quote right there. You gotta get, you gotta come up with another quote. Like, another quote? That, nothing that. Shit. Um, <laughs> We're not using that. Nah, We're not using that. that. I'm trying to, now, now you got me thinking. I'm, I'm Cause you gotta get, no, we're not using that. We're not using that Lucky Charms fucking. What? But <laughs> that's a, a lucky charm quote. That is a lucky yeah, charm quote. Like, no, we're not. Put a little four-leaf clover in a sock. You know what I mean? Okay, that's where we're ended. <laughs> that's where we're ended. Thanks, Louis. But, uh, yes, you're welcome. And thank you for this podcast. This is actually dope. For real. What is me? Shout out and to that is viewers. what I do. Hey, this was a real great podcast if you are hearing this podcast continue to listen to tiara's podcast what's it called again donuts and what? hustling for donuts
hustling for donuts. But we didn't have donuts today. We had Hennessy. So. Yeah, straight Henny. Bye. Bye.